0: Welcome to yourliferocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally in your career and in your faith and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit yourliferocks.com. Hey, how are you? Welcome to the show. I am so glad that you are here to hang out with us today. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, Your Life Rocks is all about helping working Christian moms create balance, clear chaos, and build a life that rocks. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am a success and performance coach and the host of this podcast, Now, right now, we are in the middle of an Overcomer series. I don't know about you, but I love a great story about a woman who is overcoming obstacles that are in her life, giving glory to God and growing and learning along the way. Now, this is our third of this four-episode series. I know the first two episodes have really spoken to me where I am and my walk and things I've overcome in my life really inspired me to keep moving forward and pressing in, and I hope that they have done that same thing for you. This episode is going to be no different. Now, if you have experienced pain in your life, I'm talking physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, I think we all have, this episode is for you. I just pray that this episode brings you encouragement as you walk through whatever it is that is causing you pain and hurt in your life. We are very honored and blessed to have Melinda Means on the show talking about her new book that comes out today On September 6th, the same day this episode goes live, and I just know that her ministry is going to bless you. So let's get right into the interview. Hey, guys, I am so excited for you to meet the guest for this episode. Her name is Melinda Means. Now, she's kind of a big deal. She's an author, speaker, and mom blogger, as well as a women's ministry director at her church. Now, she's been a freelance writer since her daughter was an infant, writing primarily for healthcare publications until several years ago when writing focus took a maternal turn. Now, I'm sure some of you can really relate to this. Her children were providing simply too much humbling and hilarious material to let it go to waste. Now, like I said, she is a big deal. She's appeared in Focus on the Family Publications, CBN.com, InTouch Magazine, and LifeWays Journey Magazine. Now, her husband, Mike, is a high school teacher, and together, they are parents to two highly entertaining teenage children a daughter, and a son. We are so excited to welcome you to the show, Melinda. How are you?
1: I am doing great, Jenny, and I am so excited to be here. So that's funny that you called me a big deal because I don't really feel like a big deal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, Melinda's here to share about her new book that's coming out, which we're going to get to very shortly, which, you know, once you kind of get a taste of her spirit and just the anointing that God has put on her life, um, she has so much to share and that is why she is such a big deal so but before we get to all of that Melinda share with us a little bit more about who you are
1: well Jenny I you know for so many years I have just thought of myself as Molly's mom and Micah's mom <laughs> but now my kids are getting older and so um, you know just God's just uh, kind of opening up some new doors and opportunities for me um, that you uh, that I really couldn't fully pursue when I was raising kids. And I'm so glad that I didn't try to push those things too hard when I was in the the years of the trenches with my children. Um, They are 16 and 19 now, so I have one in college and one that's going to be there very soon. And um, so... That's a big part of my my life is being a mom, I'm a wife, like uh you said. my husband is a high school teacher, and writing has just always been my passion um, ever since I won a strawberry shaped notebook in the second grade, I was pretty much hooked.
0: Oh, I love so. that.
1: <laughs> So that's been that's been a big part of what I have really enjoyed doing. And then I would say like in my mid-20s, and I was totally not prepared for this because I felt so ill-equipped, but I really began to feel God drawing me to ministry. And I think sometimes when we think that God draws us, that like it's going to happen like the next day <laughs> or we won't <laughs> totally. happen the next day. And I found that it was lots of years of preparation to prepare me for the day when he really began to um, open up some doors for me to do ministry on a more full-time basis. And that's really the last five or six years. I mean, all of us do ministry every day. But over the last five or six years, um, God's really opened some doors for me to do that with my writing And um, also at my church, like you said, as a um, women's ministry director. So
0: that's a a
1: little bit about me in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. And, you know, that's exactly it. When I, um, you know, read through a lot of your great material that you have, it really does minister to people's heart in a very special way. And especially your new book, which is coming out in paperback today, September 6th, the day that this episode goes live, which I'm super pumped up about um, the book is called Invisible Wounds, Hope While You're Hurting. Now, this book, like I said, it's it really is a ministry. It, it touches um, your heart. It certainly has touched my heart and opened up my heart in a whole bunch of new ways. So tell us a little bit about this book and what really inspired you to write it.
1: Well, thank you, Jenny. Um, it has been uh, a real uh, journey to get to this point where I have been able to tell this story and I have uh, dealt with chronic pain for 20 years, Um, not only my own, but my son's. Um, My son has cystic fibrosis, and, you know, I just, I never, I look perfectly fine. I look like the picture of health. No one would ever know that there was anything, anything wrong with me, but yet I have this daily battle with chronic pain. And I think I really kept quiet about that for a long time because, well, probably for a number of reasons. Um, I didn't want it to be my identity. Um, I think I also felt like there's a lot of hurting people out there probably. I mean, there, I, I knew there was lots of people who were having bigger struggles than mine and I didn't want to seem like a complainer. And so I just kept it quiet and I was able to kind of do that. Um, It was lonely. It was isolating. But over this last year, my health really deteriorated and I suffered this stretch of brutal pain like I have never experienced before. And I've just noticed that sometimes God uses pain to really bring us to our knees and get our attention and for the first time i thought i just can't do this alone anymore and i began to feel like god was just sort of whispering to me you need to share this you need to start sharing this and so for the for the first time i i shared it uh, at a conference at my church and just the response that i got was staggering from the women um, who were attending And so I began to think I need to, I need to, this needs to be my next book. (laughs) So it is just addressing those struggles that we have, trying to figure out where is God in all this when we are suffering so greatly and he's supposed to love us and yet he's allowing us to have this kind of pain. And how do we, how do we embrace that? How do we embrace where God has us right now? And and start to reach out to others um, so that we can get the support we need.
0: Mm, I love that. And, you know, um, that was really one of the themes that stood out to me in such a big way. Reading through the book, um, Invisible Wounds, Hope While You're Hurting, really was coming to terms with your own reality and embracing it. And I think that that is so key, regardless of whatever it is that you're going through, whether it be a physical pain or an emotional pain. Um, And I love how openly you share with your struggle with this of the struggle of just embracing that and coming to terms with it, um, which I can relate to. I know so many women who are probably listening to this can relate to why do you think it's so difficult for us to really come to terms with it and really embrace our reality? Well, I think that one of the biggest reasons, at at
1: least for me, Jenny, and I think a lot of your listeners will probably relate to this, but um, I don't like pain. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather avoid it. <laughs> and um, I think that our flesh just craves comfort. <laughs> you know, we want uh, we want our ideal picture, we don't want to struggle. I mean, that's just our fleshly nature is to not want that. And yet, I know that the lessons that I have learned, Have always the biggest lessons, the ones that have been the most meaningful, that have stuck the most, have been the ones that I have learned in the, in my deepest pain. And so I think that's, I think that's a big reason why we just, we want to avoid it is because, uh, it's, uh, it's not pleasant. And yet I think if we can start coming from that mindset of, there is huge blessing in the pain. Um, it, cha- it, it changed my perspective when I began to to look for the blessing in the pain.
0: I think that that is so true. You know, as I look back over my life, every great blessing that I am so grateful and thankful for came from a suffering. Mm. Um, that at the time, you know, certainly I wish that God would have just taken it away. But now looking back in hindsight and really seeing the blessing that he had for me on the other side, Mm -hmm. uh, it really is a mind shift change as you're looking for myself, as I'm looking at new struggles that are coming my way, knowing that God does care for me and that he has only the best for me, that there is going to be a great blessing on the other side. But it's so hard to see that when you're kind of facing into that hardship. So Like, what was that transition like for you when you kind of went from hiding that and having, you know, this this hidden pain to really being open and sharing with it? Was there a trigger that happened or something that shifted for you that allowed you to really be so open with the pain that you were experiencing? Oh, definitely.
1: Definitely. Uh, Jenny. And, you know, I spoke a few minutes ago about that conference that, um, I spoke at and I was as women's director of the church. I was also planning that conference and, uh, had brought in another speaker and, um, about, I guess, three weeks, four weeks before that, the conference date, um, I was absolutely just nearly completely disabled. I had a very, um, Difficult stretch of my chronic anemia. I could not even walk across the house without getting winded (laughs) Um, I was in terrible terrible pain uh, related to my um, Condition and I really was almost bedridden for the two weeks before the conference and you know, I am such a a doer (laughs) you know, perform, you know, I I just, I, that's something that God is working on me with, you know, with me on all the time is results are not all up to you, Melinda. Your, your job is obedience. Your job is to allow me to work on the outcomes. I'm responsible for the outcomes. You're responsible for the obedience. And as I laid in that bed, (laughs) unable to do anything, I had to completely leave this, this conference that was coming up into his, in his hands. And I also was wrestling so much with where are you in this pain, God? I mean, I could hardly even pray during that time, Jenny. I just had these little one word prayers that I would say, you know, or a couple words, just help me, Jesus, I need you. And as I, as I've laid there, you know, the Holy spirit began to speak to me and this, talk began to form out of my struggle and the talk was called Invisible Wounds and it was not originally what I was planning on talking about at this conference and yet that's what just came pouring out on the page and I remember about five or six days before the conference I went okay I have put all my struggle out on the page God (laughs) but I don't see much hope in here (laughs) 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 And if I'm going to deliver this message to a bunch of women, I have to give them some hope. And so you have to show me where the hope is in all of this. And I don't know, Jenny, it's so hard sometimes to explain how the Holy Spirit works. But I think it was a number of things. He used other people. Sometimes when we're in the middle of our pain, it's so hard to have any perspective And a really sweet uh, older lady that God put in my life during that time, I remember her saying something to me, and I have it in my book, but she said, you know, Melinda, this period of your life is anointed. I don't know why God is allowing all this right now, but he has empowered you all these years in the middle of your pain to be able to be a mom, to be a wife, to minister, God is with you in this. And that was a really pivotal point for me. And that was what began to uh, filter into my talk of even though you're still hurting, (laughs) even though God hasn't relieved that circumstance or that pain that you want so desperately for him to, to take away, he has not abandoned you. He is right there walking with you in your pain. And so that was that was um just kind of a life changing uh, time for me. And uh, it just fueled, it's fueled everything in my ministry since then, honestly.
0: I love that. And so if you're listening to this episode right now, this podcast, and you are struggling with something, some invisible pain that no one can see, you know, it's there, God knows it's there. But on the outside, everything just looks perfect. If you can really relate to that, I just invite you to Rewind a little bit go back a little bit on this podcast and listen to everything that she just said That he is with you that he has not left you He is right by your side and take those words to your own heart That were spoken to melinda speak them to yourself and really let god minister to you in that way Because if you are going through this those words are still so true for you Absolutely And, you know, speaking of perspective from others, I feel like that that is, you know, one of those things that I think the spirit can use, right? Putting the right people in our path to help guide us or just speak love into our situation, speak truth into our situation. You know, I always say when emotions get high and and craziness comes into our lives, it's really hard to kind of see through that. It kind of creates a fog around us. And so we need to kind of clear some of that chaos and sometimes other people coming alongside of us is the best way to do that. But it's so hard, especially if, you know, like for you with what you were dealing with, having a physical pain and not wanting that to be um, your identity, not wanting to complain about it. You know, it's one thing to to share what you're going through, but it's another thing to really reach out for help. So share with us kind of what that was like for you, you know, as you started to, to kind of move through this situation.
1: Well, I think that it's, it's a process. Um, to get to that point. Cause it feels very scary at first. And, you know, I shared that. I, I really sh- shared my story publicly at that conference for the first time, but God kind of prepared me for that a couple of months before that. Uh, I was maybe four or five months before that conference. I, it wasn't as bad as this, this stretch that I was talking about right up to, um, to me, you know, speaking at the conference, but it was a stretch of a really just bad period of pain for me. And I began to just have this thought, this pain just cannot be wasted. I I just tired of wasting my pain. <laughs> and I just heard the Holy Spirit say, you know, you need you need to share it. Uh he said that to me later again, but um, That was the first time where I just kind of heard that little voice said, share it. And I thought, how am I going to share this? I am not ready to share this. (laughs) And I thought about this website that I had just heard about. It's called The Mighty. And it's all about people who either are caregivers or struggle with chronic illness themselves. And I thought, you know, that seems as a writer, it seems a lot less scary, scary for me to write it than to actually tell someone (laughs) because I could feel a little bit anonymous. So I wrote in about an hour, I just kind of poured out this article and sent it uh, with my hands shaking. (laughs) And with a couple hours later, the editor emailed me back and said, I want to I want to put this on the website tomorrow. (laughs) And I'll tell you um, I got a little taste of the kind of support that I could get if I started sharing. Um, I got comments and people saying I can totally understand and so that kind of prepared me um, and made it a little uh, easier uh, going forward. but I think you know just from a practical standpoint um, that that any of your listeners could do, I think is just began to sh- begin to share just a little piece of their story. My, my pastor calls them me too people. <laughs> and basically what he says is, you know, share a little bit of your struggle with someone. And if they say me too, I can relate to that. And then they're, they're, they share a little bit of their struggle too. Then that's somebody that you know is probably probably safe. To, to share a little bit more of your story with another thing that I've learned is to look for people who have also gone through some difficult things themselves I mean not not everybody um, you don't always know what everybody's gone through but I definitely had people in my life that I knew had gone through some tough stuff and instead of being bitter they were better for it <laughs> and I thought that's that's the kind of person that I know is not going to judge me and they're going to inspire me. And so I began to share more with those kind of people in my life. And I've just found that the more you share, the easier it gets um, because you start getting this amazing, uh, flood of support and prayer, uh, that you just were missing for so long. (laughs) Um, so I hope that's helpful.
0: Yeah, you know, I love that. And I one of the things I really love about just, you know, reading your story, and I know that there's many other stories in this book as well, but just um, the transparency of taking off a mask of what, what kind of society thinks we should be living like or what we put out there for other people to see. I know in the story or in the book, you share a story about your children and getting them ready for a family photo mm-hmm. and just all of the chaos that happened leading up to it. But it's still What everyone saw was this beautiful picture, which was the outcome. And I think that that's just such a great analogy for our life sometimes is that we have all of this chaos and craziness, but then what we put out there for the world to see is perfect. And what we see of other people is so perfect. So to come clean with the things that we're hiding when everyone else looks a certain way and expects us to look a certain way is such a shift of just the way that we operate, right, and who we are and and really just becoming more transparent, And um, I know that that can be really difficult for a lot of people. So if someone is listening to this and they can really relate to that and they have an invisible pain that they are dealing with, whether it be physically or emotionally or something else, what advice would you give for them, like maybe three to five tips of what they should do in order to really um, open up for healing? Well,
1: I think that that the first thing that I would say that just immediately comes to mind is get in the, get in the word every single day. And I know that sounds so, so obvious, but I know that there were times where it was so hard for me to do that when I was struggling so much. And yet that is the thing that is going to propel all the rest of your healing is keeping those lines of communication open with God And Jenny, I think sometimes we, you know, you talked about, you know, that, that we put forward that, that mask with other people, but I think sometimes we can put forward that mask with God and we're Mm -hmm. not really honest with him about how we're feeling. And I'll tell you the honesty is what God wants us to get honest. And that was what really drew me to a breakthrough with this, um, is I think in the book I quote another book um, a quote about groaning versus grumbling, and that grumbling is what the Israelites did in the wilderness, and God did not honor that, okay, because it was just about complaining. It it didn't show any trust or hope in God, but groaning, groaning is just saying, God, I am. I don't understand what you're doing. I'm completely frustrated. I I believe in you, but I don't understand what you're doing. And just being very honest about your feelings. I mean, you think about David in the Psalms. I mean, that he groaned, he groaned. And yet here's the key that I have found is if you read the Psalms, you hear, I mean, David will say, oh, you know, my enemies are overtaking me. Um, where are you, God, in this? You, you've forsaken me. And then the psalm will always end with, but I love you and I trust you. I know that you are trustworthy. I know that you are are there. And so just trying to deliberately say, okay, this is how I'm feeling, but my feeling is not my truth. And God is trustworthy, even though my emotions are saying something totally different. So just going to him, getting in his word, praying with that kind of honesty, thats that I would say is the number one thing that is going to propel all the rest of your healing. Um, and number two would be, like I said before, even if you can just find one person, one person that you can share just a little bit of your struggle with, I think is... Uh, it's really a big step. It may seem small, but it's a big step. And I would also caution to realize that not everybody is going to understand your pain. They can't necessarily unless they've been there. And if that's okay. That They don't mean anything by it. But just praying that God would bring that person or those people into your lives that could really be um, a support for you and and encourage you to tell your story. And then I would just say a big thing for me, which I still have to do every single day, multiple times a day, Jenny, is to realize that I don't have to figure out my entire path for the future. (laughs) That gets way overwhelming for me. But all I have to do is take the next step that God is leading me to take. Whatever that is, I don't have to figure out how I'm going to deal with this pain five years from now. I just have to trust that he's going to take care of me today and to just obey what he's telling me to do in this moment and trust that he's going to give me what I need. And then the next moment, he's going to give me what I need. But just to lean on His power and that dependence um,
0: have been huge for me. That is so powerful. I just love everything that you just said from number one, just getting into the word every day. I think the most impactful thing with that is taking off the mask that we have with God. And, you know, even some like I'm I'm very transparent. If anyone's ever listened to any of my episodes of this podcast, sometimes you're probably thinking, wow, you probably shouldn't say that out loud, Jenny. But (laughs) I just believe so much in transparency and yet I still find sometimes when I'm praying with God that I'll choose my words carefully Mm. and then I almost have to laugh at myself thinking he knows my heart. Like I don't even necessarily have to say the words because he already knows what it is, but there's that act of just coming clean and being transparent and I I wrote this down just because I loved it so much. My feeling is not my truth. Mm. I think that there's power in that.
1: I think as women, it's really hard. We're, you know, God made us emotional beings. And sometimes I think we can think that that is a handicap as women, but it's not. It makes us so um, nurturing and intuitive. So it's a real plus. But, you know, every gift can also have a pitfall. <laughs> and I think a pitfall can be that. We can just get so caught up in how we're feeling and in our emotions that we kind of forget that that's that's not our truth. That's not our truth. And so you know, that goes back to, to staying in God's word because, the you know, it's one thing I can have an irrational feeling and go, okay, I know that's not true. But it's even more powerful when I can say but this is true, and I can replace it with the truth of God's word. because that's what makes the enemy flee is when we are able to take the lie that he's whispering in our ear and we can replace that with the sword of the Spirit, when we can replace that with God's truth.
0: Absolutely. That was just the thought that was going through my mind. Is that right there? is purely the battle. And the word and the truth is really what fights the enemy. Like that is our battle gear, Mm. the sword and our shield, which I so love. And then number two, find just that one person and know that not everyone is going to understand. And kind of going back to what you had said before, I'm going to link to themighty.com in the show notes just in case that that is a great resource for anybody else. But I love that you had said before, look for the Me Too people Mm. or people who have gone through some really hardship in their life but it made them better and not bitter. And I think we all know those people, but just being open enough to, to start a relationship and, and really pray about how that conversation could unfold, I think is powerful.
1: Yes, and you know, just know, looking for those people in your life, um, because sometimes they come into your life unexpectedly. <laughs> uh, so just kind of being open to people that God wants to put in your path to encourage you I think about, um, and and I share this in the book, this experience that I had, but this was during this very brutal stretch that I had, and I was going to a, um, a special clinic about two hours from my house once a week for some experimental treatment, and it was a long drive, but really I just didn't really want anybody to go with me, honestly, Jenny, because I felt too emotionally fragile. I did not want to have to make conversation. I didn't want to have to entertain anybody. But I had a friend one time uh, call me and say, I want to go with you. I want to go with you. I don't I don't like you going there by yourself. I want I want to go with you. And I knew this friend was not going to take no for an answer. So I was like, OK. So I went to pick her up that morning and she runs to the to the door or to the window and says and she said, um, oh, I'm so sorry. I tried to get a hold of you. I, you know, I have an appointment this morning, but I, you know, I I called someone um, I, you know, I called Pat and she's going to um, she's going to going to come with you instead. And, you know, I knew Pat. I knew her. She went to my church, but I really didn't know her well. And just the thought Of having to talk to someone that I knew well was difficult, but to think, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to talk to someone and make conversation with someone that I don't even really know very well. And I just couldn't hold it back anymore. The tears just started streaming down my face. (laughs) And she got into the car and, you know, she said hello and she didn't say much more. And we just kind of, Drove in silence for a little while. And then she said, Melinda, I just want you to know that you do not have to entertain me. You do not have to talk during this entire trip. That is not why I came here. I am just here to pray for you, to encourage you, and to support you. So there is there is no obligation here from me. And that totally diffused the situation because I knew that she meant every word of that. It took all the pressure off and I ended up actually inviting this same woman to come with me a couple more times <laughs> uh, on these, on these trips to this clinic. And she ends, she has ended up to this day being one of my biggest cheerleaders, one of my strongest prayer warriors and encouragers. Uh, and, you know, I, I could have missed that uh, if I had had not been open to that. So, and you know, just just being aware that God is so sweet in our pain, Jenny, uh, and He gives us gifts that we're not even looking for.
0: <laughs> mm. I so true, so true. I could think of so many examples of the same thing in my life, and. You know, I, I was reading a, um, a devotional earlier this summer, and one of the things um, that she said in the devotion, I want to say it was a Joyce Meyer book, maybe. No, I think it was Beth Moore. Yes, it was a Beth Moore book. I can't remember exactly which one. I'll have to look it up. Um, but she talked about, you know, God's creativity and how he created the earth and why he, why, why wouldn't he use that same creativity and wisdom with our own lives? if we just are open to it and allow his creativity into our life and the ways that he can minister to us in ways that we can't even fathom. And I just so love that story because it, what you just shared, it just so relates to things that I can think of in my life that I could feel that same gut feeling you probably had. Like, (laughs) Oh, why? This is not what I intended it to be. Yet God uses it in such a beautiful way that we could never even imagine. That's right. And I think, um,
1: you know, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, Jenny, about how um, pain can so cloud our perspective and uh, just you know, praying that God would allow us to see those things, um, even in the midst of our pain, of ways that he's trying to um, support us and be sweet to us and encourage us uh, in the middle of, of the journey when we can't when we can't see daylight, when we can't see what he's doing in the middle of all of it.
0: Mm, So great. Now, before we wrap everything up with you, because I know that some people are going to be eager to find out where they can get this book and how they can further connect with you. But before we get to that, one of my favorite parts that we do every single episode is really bringing the word of God into our life. Because it's one thing to study scripture, to memorize scripture, but to really know that it is a living word and that it speaks so much into our life. um, I would love for you to share a Bible verse that has really spoken into your life and has been kind of a guiding focus for you. Well, one that, you know, there are certain verses,
1: a whole word of God is incredibly powerful as we know, but there are sometimes just certain verses that, that really mean a lot uh, in your journey. And, one for me is, it's actually two verses. It's Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. And it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way for you in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And that has just been this huge um, comfort for me um, over these last few years, this last year's, like I said, has been very pivotal, but I can see just ways over these last five years, not only in this particular chronic illness battle that I've had, but in other battles, parenting battles, just other battles, just seeing God remind me, look, it's not always going to be this way. I may not always change your circumstances, but I'm going to do a new thing in you, okay? Even if I don't change your reality I want to do a new thing in you. And that's going to be what is going to bring life back into you is when you allow my Holy Spirit to do a new thing in you.
0: Amen. What a beautiful way to end the interview. That was amazing. I love how the Spirit just really used you in that moment for the perfect words that I know are going to just speak right to the soul of so many people that are hearing this. Now, if people want to learn more about your book, we'll, of course, link to it in the show notes for this episode, but where can people learn more about who you are and this book and and any of the other projects that you've worked on?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Thank you, Jenny. Um, Well, my blog, I have a blog and website at uh, melindameans.com, and uh, you can learn a little bit more about me and uh, get weekly encouragement there. I'm also a writing coach, and so uh, you can learn more about my coaching services there. And the book, uh, Invisible Wounds Hope While You're Hurting, is available on Amazon, on Kindle. And then, as you said earlier, today is the big launch of the um, paperback version of the book. You know, I just love connecting with uh, readers, and I've already started getting some really just encouraging feedback on the book. I just love to hear how uh, God is using uh, this message of healing to, you know, to impact their lives. So I love, I love connecting with readers and listeners.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing these incredibly encouraging words with all of us and ministering to us today. And um, good luck on your book.
1: Thank you so much, Jenny. This was great. I really, really appreciate the opportunity.
0: I tell you, I just love hearing such great encouragement from people like Melinda and sharing her story. I hope that her story really ministered to you and met you where you were at today, encourages you to keep on your walk and move closer to God. Now, of course, we can find links to everything that she talked about, including the details of where to find her new book that comes out today, September 6th, when this episode goes live called Invisible Wounds, Hope While You're Hurting. You can find all that information at our show notes page by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash 41. Now, next week, we'll be wrapping up our Overcomer series. So far in this series, we've had women on talking about how they've overcome depression, fear. This episode was about overcoming hurting and pain. And next episode, we're going to be talking about overcoming loss. I'm really excited to have my very dear friend, Mandy Bowles, on to share with everyone her story. And I know you are not going to want to miss out on that one. So if you aren't listening to this podcast for the first time, make sure you hit subscribe so you do not miss a future episode coming up. Now, one of the things you heard Melinda talk about is being in the word each and every single day. It is such a critical part of having a successful walk with God and really the number one factor in living a balanced life. Now, if you're like me, when I very first started implementing that habit into my life, my mind would wander and it was really hard for me to stay focused. So I wanna share with you the outline that I use. So I actually started prayer journaling. Now, if you're like me and your mind tends to wander or you're just looking for a fresh way of journaling during your quiet time with God, or maybe even just wanna start that habit, by going to our show notes page, I'll have a link on there where you can sign up and I will send you the outline that I use during my prayer time each and every single day. And again, you can get links to everything we talked about, including that prayer journal, at yourliferocks.com forward slash 41. That's just the number, four, one. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us today and spending some of your time with us. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.